Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Anna, thank you. Broadcasting from Fox Footy's launch of season 2023. Nathan Buckley's been a big part of that, announced to a the panel of On The Couch. Hello to your Bucks. Good, Jared. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Our just joining Couch, which is such a, um, a time-honoured program. There's some pretty good figures who have sat on that couch. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it only sort of, I suppose, came to solid um, a solid decision a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but I, I have actually had a moment to reflect today on, on exactly what you said, the, the marquee uh, nature of the show itself and in different guises over the last you know 20 years how it's represented and the people that have um have sat on it it's it's there's a fair bit of responsibility that comes with sitting on that couch um so to be able to do it with gary and and jono and and i suppose to unpack a little bit about the weekend but also to set the agenda for the way a lot of people view football um, through an analytical lens, I'm looking forward to jumping back into that. Challenge the view of the key forwards as well. They've had a stronghold on that couch yeah. for too long. Yeah, it's just, yeah, and midfielders have been getting a bad rap from them. It's just <laughs> not on. And defenders that are racking them up too. Did you avoid landing in the pool over no, here? No, I was or definitely you... in the pool. Right. Yeah, it was... Um, I think it's one of those things that sort of when you draw it up, it sounds like a great idea, but then the execution's always a little bit tougher. <laughs> But, you know, I suppose why not try something different and do it a little bit differently? So, you know, Steph's done it, the, the media, the PR girl here who's a, who's a whiz and she's done really well. Mick just rang to ask Bucks around the philosophy of the co-captains. So, so I haven't yeah. lived it in a sporting team. What, what, what's your view around the, the figure to lead or if it's, if it's two who are best suited, then, then let's go with that model? No, I, I think it's... I think that there is not one representation that that fits all. I mean, every environment is entitled to work out, you know, how they want to represent, who they want to represent the group and the club, because it's also a club um, status as well. Like, so it's the CEO and the board; they want to know who in the who in the locker room is standing up here to represent us when we go to market or when we talk to our sponsors or when our fans say or well, that is the person the personification of who we want our players to be so there's a to, to, it doesn't always need to be one person often when the chips are down in the locker room you look to a person who is the one that stands up that the one that understands the big moments and you and if that is it's not always the most talented person, but that's what you're looking for in leadership. And sometimes there's one, but sometimes there might be a couple. Uh, and it might be that even that you want it spread. Yep. So I don't think it's a – I don't have a philosophy against it or for it. Would you – so you were a revered captain. Would you have felt that it diminished your authority to share it with somebody? No. Scott Burns was my – you know, right-hand man as a vice-captain. And there was, I thought that as a, as a vice-captain, his strengths buffered my weaknesses. Yep. I thought it would have been fair for us to be co-captains throughout our entire, um, our entire careers. 
and and in many ways, he was as he was as influential a leader as I was, and and in some ways more so. So I think that's what we we get caught up with this romance of the captain of the person. It's it's largely um, uh, a fronting PR role. Um, the, the selection of a captain because where it's at is the strength and the depth and breadth of a leadership group and it's, it can't come back to one guy. Senior, the coaching doesn't come back to one guy. So it, it's, it's how, how well you put your team together and do their strengths and weakness, weaknesses buffer and, and cover for each other. The Brisbane Lions gently announced the contract extension of Chris Fagan through to the end of 2025. So mm. this lets him, he's built the team they're a top four team they've been to preliminary finals they haven't quite been able to contend yet these are their years i would think in what they've been able to mm. add do, do you like the move of settling that and giving him the full run at it yeah well i think that he just seems to be such a calming influence um and has such strong relationships in with the group they like to 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 change the coach now would or, or to to not have stability around the coaching position would be to invite questions about you know what the next two or three or four years look like. So yeah, they're all in. They're all in with their playing group. They're all in with their leaders. They're all in with their coach, um, and they should be because it's been a consistent build over the last four or five years from from the depths and he has been Chris Fagg has been a big part of that so rightfully if he feels like he has the energy and the drive and the passion for this group and, and it's unfinished business well then uh, it's great that the club sees it the same. The next three days are the dress rehearsals. How buttoned up are teams do you think this weekend for, for what their prospects in the early part of the season are going to be? I think that there's a lot that are still a long way away from where they're going to be. I mean, even if you reflect on Geelong last year and even Melbourne the year before, the way those two teams started the year was not the way they finished the year. They were both consistently improving as the season progressed and their football became the most brilliant and they played their best football in September. So they're at the top end. The teams that have got new coaches, so North Melbourne, Essendon, GWS, um, they were in the bottom four or five. And then you've got St Kilda who had 11 games, but they've changed their coach. I don't know whether, like, we won't get another two-win season, surely, from North Melbourne. If we, but if they get to four or five, well, then, then that, that'll be great. But what we see at the beginning with any team, even in this practice match coming up, the practice match is coming up this weekend, there's still so much evolution and yep. knowledge to get of themselves. Maybe not as much at the top end, but um, yeah, anything from f- five down, I'd say. Collingwood, Richmond, Bulldogs, they've still got to discover what their best version of themselves is. So we'll, we'll get some. We'll get the, the initial ideas and the initial sort of offerings, but it will change, and that's the beauty of the game. Did this game make you nervous, excited? So when you were sending the team out for the yeah. last look, what do we As need coach, to work on before round one? What was your approach to this game? You know, when you started asking that question, I was thinking about a player. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the players, players go into this game concerned about have they done enough work through the preseason, yep. and they've worked bloody hard. And the coaches are thinking... Right, the shifts and the tweaks that we've made within our four walls 
how are they going to stack up against the shifts and tweaks that we've seen from the other the other side? So it's um, it's fresh, it's new, it's exciting because we don't actually know how it's going to play out. We we think you know there's a there's a range there, and we think that you know, even the top end range of a North Melbourne or an Essendon might even is nowhere near the bottom end of a Geelong or a Melbourne or even a, maybe a Brisbane. But there is a range, so we um, yeah we, we're going to be surprised by what we see. Are you on duty for one of these games? Yeah, I'm doing St Kilda Essendon yep. uh, tomorrow night. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that because two new coaches. Um, how do they change their philosophy in the the modern game? I mean, Brad Scott hasn't been out of it for that long. Neither neither's Ross. Um, but two squads, I think, that are compromised that haven't that have got holes in their capacity and injuries in St Kilda's case. So. I'm really looking forward to going and seeing that live to understand those two squads a little better and maybe get an idea of where they're going to go. Um, and that's only one-ninth of what we've got yeah. in front of us. We'll hear that on Fox Footy. Uh, we'll get your thoughts on Monday morning with Kane, and then I look forward to picking up our conversation on Tuesday. Good to see you. Brilliant. Thanks, Mark. Nathan Buckley here at the Fox Footy launch. He's been announced as joining on the couch with Gary Lyon and Jonathan Brown.